Let's say you blew it yesterday. You can have a fresh start today because God's mercies are new every morning. His compassions don't fail. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Happy New Year, everybody. This is Jim Scudder on this very, very, very first day of the year, January 1st, 2024. It's amazing that we've come to a new year, and I hope your new year's going great, <laughs> even if it has only just begun. Uh, well, listen, we are starting a mini-series today, a new series for the new year. It's called God Wants You to Have a Fresh Start. And Today, we're going to talk about what God has done for the Christian, what God has done for the believer, and how we can know that God's mercies are new every day. Not to say we should fail, but when we do, and we know we will, God is a God of second chances, third chances, and just stay close to him, stay humble and rely on him. And even if we don't have the day we wanted to have yesterday, certainly today he's there for us and he'll help us get through this and be able to not just survive the Christian life, but thrive and, and to bring him glory. So we're going to talk today about all of that and a few other things. And I'm just excited about uh, having this new year, this new opportunity to serve the Lord. And I also am excited about what we're going to have out in Arizona in February. February 3rd is a Saturday. So those of you that listen out in the Arizona area, we invite you to come to what we call Gather in Grace. This is a free event. I'll be speaking about Israel and the end times. We'll have music. My wife will be with me. We have some food and just a wonderful time of fellowship. And we would love for you to come and get your free ticket at our website, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. We've had a number of these around the country, and it's so awesome to be able to meet you and to get to know you a little bit. So if you would like to come to Gather in Grace, we look forward to seeing you in Arizona in February. Again, the website is ingraceradio.com. As we start a new year, there's plenty of things to worry about. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's inflation. But since you don't have enough to worry about, I thought I'd add some more things. I was reading a story this week about a man from LaGrange Park, Illinois, who was jogging in the forest preserve and suddenly felt something hit him on the back of his head. He said at first he thought that it was a squirrel. Now, I don't know about you, but I think most of us would be pretty freaked out by something hitting us in the back of the head that had some claws. Turns out that it was not a squirrel, but it was an owl. An owl. So he swatted it away, and it came back two more times. And so as I was reading this, I'm thinking, wow, I didn't even know I had to worry about that if I ever do go jogging, <laughs> you know? I think that's part of the problem. You know, creatures are wired to attack things that are fleeing, you know? So the thing is just walk slow. And then in the article, it says, oh, by the way, here's a list of 15 things that are trying to kill you. 15 things that are trying to kill you. So I, I wrote this list down for you. Did you know this? 
Number 15. All right, elephants. When's the last time you were worried about elephants trying to kill you? How many people are killed by elephants a year? A hundred. A hundred people. I don't know. I never, I never thought that that would be possible. Okay, how about this? Number 14, lions. Okay, yeah, we get that, right? That's why we live in a uh, city, Chicago, that we don't even have to fear the bears, let alone <laughs> the lions. They kill 100 people a year. It's a lot less than I would have thought, but still a lot of people. Number 13, you weren't even worried about this when you woke up this morning, but the, the 13th most dangerous thing trying to kill you is a hippopotamus. Hippopotamuses kill 500 people a year. Now you don't want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> okay, now this one, again, wouldn't surprise us, but number 12, crocodiles. Crocodiles kill 1,000 people a year. I don't want to mess with a crocodile. This one, though, you wouldn't even think about. Number 11 is a tapeworm. Ooh, yeah. All you skinny people need to get checked for this. <laughs> um, a, thousand, a thousand people die a year as a result. Of, and there's a lot of people that have tapeworms. Unfortunately, it's a, uh, obviously a, a, a dilemma that doesn't have to be, but in poorer countries it does exist. The... Uh, Another uh, worm is the roundworm. Asicarius roundworm kills 2,700 people a year. This one, you probably won't be surprised at. Number nine are scorpions. Scorpions. On our Grand Canyon rafting trip, uh, Dr. Danny Faulkner thought it would be fun every night to get his black light out and shine it because the scorpions glow in black light. And I would rather not have known all of the scorpions that were hanging out on the cliffs because you're sleeping out in the, in the open on those. Anyways, we survived, but 3,500 didn't every year from scorpions. Uh, number eight was the tetsi fly. Tetsi fly. The tetsi fly kills 3,500 people a year. It's kind of gross. It feeds on blood and it transmits diseases. Uh, this one, though, I never really was worried about the freshwater snail, number seven. Uh, if they can catch you, they can kill you. Um, 4,400 slow people were killed. No, this is an, another, um, it's kind of gross. I won't get into it, but it's, uh, there's, there's parasites that are associated with the snail, and people uh, get that from the water. Anyways, you probably wanna, don't want to go swimming again in any lakes or streams. Uh, number six, the kissing bug. 8,000 people, teenagers, are killed a year <laughs> by the kissing bug. They might sound sweet, but they're carriers of a deadly disease. And it bites the, the host through the thin skin of the, around the mouth. So that's why they call it a kissing bug. It leaves behind droppings that infect that wound. Pretty disgusting but uh, mostly found in uh, Latin America. But some have reported, been reported in South, uh, southern United States, so beware. You didn't even have to worry about this until today, did you? Number five, yeah, dogs. Dogs 
17,400 people a year are killed by dogs. They say, no, no, that's not. Well, 99% of that's from rabies. Okay, rabies uh, from wild dogs that are, you know, prevalent in other countries. But that is true. 17,400 people a year die from dogs. Number four, the sandfly, 24,200 people die a year. The females feed on blood and they produce eggs and they transmit the, the parasites. So be careful about the sandfly. Then, number three, this one I would not have been surprised at is the snake. It uh, kills 60,000 uh, people a year. That really uh, surprised me, that number. And then this one doesn't surprise me, the creatures trying to kill you, the humans. Humans. Humans kill 580,000 other humans every year. And that's, some is by war, but a lot, most of it, is by murder. Isn't that awful? Number one. Now, this one will probably shock you and you kids that don't like to go out into nature. Close your eyes. The mosquito. The mosquito is the number one killer because 830,000 people a year die from mosquito-borne diseases. Now, I obviously didn't include like cancer and heart attacks and all that. So that's a whole nother layer of things that you need to worry about. You say, wait a second, Pastor Scudder. We're sharks. Where are sharks? You know, sharks didn't even make the list because they only kill about five to 10 people a year. They say vending machines are more dangerous than sharks. <laughs> Not the stuff in the vending machines, but the vending machines themselves kill more people than sharks. So the next time you're out there uh, swimming, by the way, I'm not talking about shark bites, yeah, but, but shark uh, deaths. So um, now inflation doesn't seem so bad, does it? Well, I tell you what, with all of the things to worry about in this world, and truly there are many, and we, we chuckle at a lot of these things, but these are things that we do worry about. I'm grateful for the solace provided in the scripture in these verses. In Lamentations 3, in verse 22, the Bible says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Mercies of the Lord. Because his compassions fail not. The next verse. They are new every morning. Every morning. And then the great phrase, great is thy faithfulness. Think about that. Think about because God is eternal and his mercies don't end. His, his mercies are not consumed. His compassions fail not. And, and these, these compassions, these mercies are new every morning and he's eternal. We don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about God running out of mercy for me. Now, somebody wrote this, and this, this is true. God's mercy towards you will never finish, will never be concluded, will never be gone, will never wear out, will never fail, will never lose its ability to function on your behalf, will never grow weary, will never perish, will never be in a state of ruin. Imagine that. God's mercies are new every morning. 
His mercy is born from his immovable love toward you. Are you passionate about standing with Israel and showing your support? Well, In Grace Radio has a special offer just for you. For a limited time only, In Grace is giving away a beautiful I Stand With Israel bookmark, absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, Jim Scudder Jr. will also send you an inspiring I Stand With Israel poster. That's right. With your generous gift to In Grace, you'll receive this meaningful set to remind you to stand with Israel. To take advantage of this amazing offer and help In Grace stand with Israel and reach more people with the clear gospel, call now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Or visit our website at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss this opportunity to make a difference and proudly display your support for Israel. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047 today. Together, we stand with Israel and the Jewish people. Ephesians 2, it says in verse 1, And you hath he quickened. Who has God made alive? Those that have put their faith in Jesus Christ. Those that have believed that he died for them and rose again, and, and you trusted in him alone. The payment of Jesus on the cross. You have been quickened. You have been made alive. You're born again. You're reborn. And that's very important because it says, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Before salvation, we were lost. We were as if we were dead. We have no hope. And we, we actually have no way to, to please God. We have no way to do right. A lot of people try to do right. They're moral. They're religious. But they still if they're honest, they'll still find that they fail, right? We cannot do it. We are dead in trespasses and sins, and therefore we need to be quickened. We need to be made alive, okay? Now, it goes more into the condition that we were in before salvation in verse two. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. What's the course of this world? I would say uh, open up, your social media app and just start reading. That's pretty much the course of this world. Uh, or turn on a television or uh, read a, a popular novel. That's the course of this world. We didn't know that God has certain designs and expectations or he's, he's written the manual on how to live so people were living according to the course of this world. It's basically our best attempt to figure out how to live without knowing what God says. In time past, those that were lost, those that were dead in trespasses and sins, walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. What in the world is that? The prince of the power of the air is the devil. It is Satan himself. You say, well, who is Satan? Satan was a created being, an angelic being, the highest angelic being, and he fell. Why did he fall? Because of sin, because of pride. I will be like the Most High, he said. And he fell. And he took a third of the angels with him. We call them demons. He is the prince of the power of the air. He actually is still in authority on this planet. There's a spiritual war going on at the highest levels. In Daniel, we read about demons that are actually in charge of world leaders. And there's a spiritual battle happening all the time. So we walked according to the course of the world and according to the prince of the power of the air. 
when the devil said jump, you had to jump. That was our pre-saved condition. That was our lost condition. And the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So we have all three of these things going against us before we were saved. Verse three, among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, right? That's pretty much what the world is trying to fulfill, fulfill the lust of their flesh. Whatever makes them feel good, they do, right? And without scripture, you wouldn't necessarily know that that's wrong. You wouldn't necessarily know that that's not going to give you the fulfillment you're looking for. How do we know that? Because people get to the highest pinnacle of whatever they're trying to achieve, and they still find their life is empty. What really hit me was when I was interviewing Charlie Duke, an astronaut who walked on the moon. There weren't many people that walked on the moon. He was one of them. He did that space flight on Apollo 16 before he knew Jesus Christ as Savior. And he told me, he said, Pastor, I got back, and although I had literally reached the height of success, think about that, you walked on the moon, right? The height of success as an astronaut, and he still felt there was something missing in his life. That struck me, because that's it, right? Uh, Solomon said that he, he's tried everything under the sun, and he still didn't find real purpose, real satisfaction, real joy, okay? It's because these are things that are not designed by God to fulfill us, okay? I'm going to tell you what it is. If you want a fresh start today, I'm going to tell you what it is that you're missing, and if you will do this one thing, everything else will be right in your life, okay? But we were in times past, oh, by the way, this word conversation is behavior, so it's another word that has changed a little bit. So also we had our behavior in times past in the lust of the flesh, and then it says fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature the children of wrath. What does that mean? Well, that means our nature when we're born is the, what we call the flesh nature or the old nature. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you now have a new nature, the spirit nature. The new nature is only good. The old nature is only bad. So what are you going to feed? What are you going to strengthen and exercise? It has to be the new nature. And if you're not strengthening the new nature, you're going to find that even though you're saved and on your way to heaven, you're still failing to uh, obey the Lord in the things that you know that he wants you to do and not do the things he doesn't want you to do, okay? So we have, before salvation, we only have this old nature as children of wrath. Then verse four. So that's, that's kind of like the first several verses of Ephesians 2 is a lot of uh, bad news, right? But it's true. It's the actual situation. But God, verse four, but God who is what? Rich in mercy, okay? This is so important to understand God's mercy. If you want a fresh start today, if you want to start over, you can. Let's say you blew it last year. Well, you can have a fresh start this year. Let's say you blew it yesterday. You can have a fresh start today because God's mercies are new every morning. His compassions don't fail. And he's rich in mercy, so the situation was dismal, it was bleak, we were, we were dead, 
in trespasses and sins, we walked according to the flesh, according to the desires of the flesh and of the mind, where by nature the children of wrath were under the influence of the devil, but God. But God, who is rich in mercy for his, what? Great love wherein he loved us. Okay, so we're, we're connecting God's mercy to his great love. And by the way, these are more than just attributes. God isn't going to be loving one day and unloving the next day, or more loving one day and less loving the next day. This is who he is. It's part of his nature, okay? How do I know that? Well, we're gonna jump over to 1 John. In 1 John 4, it says at the second part of verse eight, God is love. God is love. So again, back to Ephesians 2, 4. He's rich in mercy for his great love wherein he loved us. We know that God is love. His mercy is tied to his love. And then it says in verse nine, in this was manifested the love of God toward us. So if God is love, if he's rich in mercy, if his mercy is new every morning, great is thy faithfulness, how does that affect me? How will that change my life today and this week? Well, his love was manifested toward us. How? Glad you asked. Okay? This is so important. How was God's love manifest toward us? Before I read 1 John 4, 9, the second part of the verse, let me say this. God is love. He is grace. He is mercy. But he cannot ignore sin. Why? Because he's holy, he's righteous, and he's just. Okay? We cannot ignore, we cannot say that, that God is love and he's just going to ignore my sin. He cannot do that. And, and how can I best illustrate this? If someone took your daughter and raped her and murdered her, and this man was proven guilty, and the judge says, don't worry about it, it's no big deal, I love you, you can go free. We would all say that's wrong because there has to be justice. There has to be right and wrong. And we're going to pause it right there. Tomorrow I'll expound on God's holiness and how he has to judge sin. He has to to do right. He has to punish wrong and evil. Now, if he's love, then and he has to punish evil and we're all sinners, then how does all that work? Well, we're going to get to that. But God definitely wants to give you a fresh start. And uh, we'll talk more about how all of that works in the Christian life tomorrow right here on In Grace. Again, I hope your New Year's Day is going wonderful here on January 1st. I can't believe it's already 2024. And we're so excited about all the things that God has in store for us this year. Now, you know, it's been a crazy time in the last several years, but the, the latest you know, thing that really hurt my heart in October was when Israel was attacked and, and just suffered such a horrible, horrible thing. And I've said this many times before, but especially now, let's stand for Israel. Let's stand with the Jewish people. Just because at the very least, 
they gave us Jesus and they gave us the scriptures. And I also believe that God isn't done with them. God promises a blessing to those that bless Israel. So we would love to send you a free bookmark. It says, I stand with the Israel and the Jewish people. And this is something I think you should take. Um, make sure you remind it all the time of that. And this is for free. Now, if you'll give us a gift of any amount, I'll not only send you the bookmark, which is free, but I'll also send you an eight by 10 poster that also says I stand with the Jewish people. Genesis 12, three is on there. Contact us today and take a stand for the Jewish people and for Israel. Don't miss this opportunity to make a difference and proudly display your support for Israel. InGrace is giving away a beautiful I Stand with Israel bookmark, absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, Jim Scudder Jr. will also send you an inspiring I Stand with Israel poster. To take advantage of this amazing offer and help InGrace reach more people with the clear gospel, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.